Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. So good. You're a pie viking. <laughs> Wait, you're having pie for dinner? I'm having, yeah, dinner pie. I had pie for breakfast. You did? I Yes. I had pie for breakfast. It's such, it's the best of any time. It's, it's yeah. It's the anytime treat yeah. that nobody, I don't think about pie enough. People are talking about like airport hours, you know, like no. the quarantine, the whole thing. People are like, oh, it's, it, you know, airport rules apply where you can like have a beer at 9 a.m. if you feel like it. I'm like, no, you have pie. Mm-hmm. Any time of the day, <laughs> I had pie for breakfast. You're having pie for dinner. It's true. Yeah. Like I do always take like a shot of whiskey before I get on an airplane. Oh yeah, yeah. But I like I like a 8 a.m. bleary eyed <laughs> coconut cream order right before hitting the gate. Oh wait, I didn't make this gallery view, so we're just oh there we are. Okay, you can Great. see me. Yeah, I can see both of us now. <laughs> yeah, airport <laughs> rules and pie rules apply. It's such a great... First of all, what up, Mary Jade? How's it going, Mike? This is so fun. This is our first Zoom, huh? This is it. Like, this is... I'm learning so much, and I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah, it's yeah. Girl, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I almost said cool and awesome at the same time, and that was just awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I want to keep talking pie at the top. Yeah. Because you made me a gorgeous, delicious coconut cream for my birthday, and then you pulled out something that I thought was so smart so early in the game where you were like, you know... The problem with this is that there's only two of us here for your birthday. And that means within the next day or so, we're each going to have eaten half a pie. Yeah. Yeah. I have taken my pie eating very seriously. And I finished my half of the pie this morning when I woke up, (laughs) brewed a pot of coffee, and ate a piece of coconut cream pie at 830. (laughs) Yes. No lie. Oh, yes. I had a call with an editor of mine, uh, and right before I started class, uh, I le- had my last class today for that course that I've been taking, mm-hmm. I fucking housed a piece of pie. It was great. It's so good. And then I saw Amy Sedaris's, uh IG post, which I had to share to my story because it's just a big, <laughs> it's a woman who's like flopped her belly onto a, a board and is rolling it out with a pin. And I, I was like, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could smooth you out, make a quick ciabatta loaf out of that belly, out of my belly. I am doughy. Mm -hmm. I'm full on. Yeah, my belly button's gotten wider. I could definitely pop out some donut holes right now. Yeah, quarantine cherubing over here, man. (laughs) Quarantine cherub. That's so gorgeous. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Ah, jeez. Yeah, this is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, cooking, culture, and coconut cream mornings. Yeah, man. It's great. It is great. I mean that is one of the bright spots, right? Like airport rules, pie rules. There's some there's some definite bright spots in this in this crazy time. It's what time are we recording? Eight thirty, eight forty three right now. Yeah. And I just polished off a, a hunk and I feel great about it. You had pie for dinner. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm gonna have popcorn for dessert. Oh my god. Just a huge fucking bowl of popcorn while I watch Tiger King with you. Yeah. And that's dessert. I have an entire California kitchen pizza that I'm not gonna give any to you of. Yeah. Like I'm eating an entire pizza to myself if i'm gonna like i I love the idea yeah that's so funny like airport rules for the morning slumber party rules for night yep that's where we at speaking of slumber parties we heard uh from our friend jordan about uh a nair incident following your sharing of your nairing in our last episode that i will i just 
Please let's read. I hope Can it's we read? okay that we are talking about it here. Can we read it? Yeah. Okay. For to catch everyone up, if you haven't listened to last episode, I nared my whole body, including my butt crack, and it was uh, one of the worst experiences of my life. Just. <laughs> To put a pin in that. It was, I mean, oh, wait, hang on a second. I can't remember which account it's in. So you said, like, basically, I, I have heard back from some people who really resonated with the fact that I was angry about having ever been asked to shave any part of my body as a woman. Like, societally, the pressure that was put on me at a very young age when I was, like, 12 or 13 to all of a sudden, like, shave my legs, shave my underarms, and then eventually my bikini line, all that kind of stuff that I kind of went on a rant about in yeah. the last episode. And I've heard back from a bunch of people who are like, fucking preach. Like, yes, Real that's talk. fucked. I shaved my eyebrows when I used to work at Spencer Gifts before I got fired for stealing <laughs> eye patches. I shaved my eyebrows. And so if you're watching the Zoom, you can see maybe there's a way I could like edit them out or something. But you look so Cro-Magnon when you lose your eyebrows. Like you're brow just gets deeper and your eyes sink back in more naturally because yeah. you don't have this little awning of hair yeah. right here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I looked crazy and nobody could really put a finger on why my face looked so fucking weird to them Yeah. until I was like, I don't have eyebrows. And they're like, what the fuck? And then I like did it right before dinner and then I came downstairs and ate spaghetti acting like I hadn't done it just to see what my parents would say. And they were like, what the fuck? Yeah, they were mad, right? Oh, Michael. What the hell? You know they're they're not. You look crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're talking about nearing your butthole Mm -hmm. and um, how it singed and hurt. It was awful. So, (laughs) our friend Jordan wrote and said. your bit about shaving, my mom was also like, you don't really need to when I was like 11 or 12, but I wanted to fit in with my friends who did it, but she wouldn't teach me. So I went to a sleepover with a bunch of girls and we used her sister's nair on my legs and I had the worst allergic reaction. My legs were burning and bleeding all night and the nair smelled. So everyone made me sleep in a different room and called me Reeker, <laughs> which is just kids, man. <laughs> all night oh, my mom so was sad. like that emoji face bomb mm-hmm. oh my god it's so sad she said i literally told my boyfriend this story recently out of some still latent trauma from that night what i would do to tell poor little jordan not to do it like if you are someone who has you know young if you're around young women like maybe talk them into like just fucking that system now do it why bother don't like i am so um, conditioned that I feel weird even even like in this self-isolation time I'm like oh you know I haven't shaved my legs don't don't start them off like that like you don't need to you're perfect your little golden hairs or whatever kind of hair you have on your legs they're fine yeah you know I was like I'm part of the sort of like the Irish hair belt I had like Frida Kahlo eyebrows and really like, I wish I had it you know it absolutely like, I remember we made fun of uh, girls who had like thick hair on their arms mm-hmm. we ripped them to shreds oh, yeah. and it made us feel so much better about our tiny dicks and like cracking voices it's crazy I mean I have some friends who like would do um, depilatory cream on their face and their arms and all this kind of stuff and it's just it's really crazy because now there's all these amazing have you seen some of these influencers who are embracing there's a really famous model right now who has an like a unibrow that's beyond like she's actually like an anthony davis one from the lakers oh i don't know some people who are listening will say yes (laughs) sorry everyone i don't yeah, I don't know what he looks like, but does he have like super, super all like straight yeah. across? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this gal is just like yeah, and then there are some. There's a um, 
an influencer who is um, like glamming a beard with the feminine look mm-hmm. as well. Like it's just, you know, hair is awesome. Like your beard gets so much love. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. If you rock it, rock it. Rock it. Rock it, rock it. Yo, awesome. I love this. Yeah. This is a great start. I feel wonderful right now talking to you about this because like there's no, there's no pie shaming and there's no hair shaming. No shaming whatsoever at any time ever from anyone ever again would be my wish for the universe. But I will shame one person. Let's get into marijuana moment and talk oh, about cannabis news right fucking now. that news. This is one person who deserves shaming. Yeah. yeah. Let's Who's get into this it. motherfucker? So Kyle Turley is a football player. And let's pull up the story so you can just read a little bit about it because yeah. it's reported by Marijuana Moment. And, um, um, basically, Kyle Turley is a liar who needs to fuck off. That's <laughs> I think that's... Did I read it right? Oh, God. No? Kyle Turley is just fucking irresponsible. Former NFL player Kyle Turley believes, evidently, that CBD can prevent and cure coronavirus. And he um, is shilling for his own... Can- like, his line. Yeah, his CBD, CBD company. He's like, buy, buy for me. I'll mail you free CBD if you have coronavirus to cure you. Let me help you. And he's just... You- Using this global fucking horrific catastrophic plague to make a buck, make a fucking buck. And like whether or not he actually believes this, it's not fucking backed up by science. There has been absolutely no research to support this at all. And he is being fucking irresponsible and playing with people's lives. And actually, my favorite tweet in response to him was from Jake Brown, uh, who's an amazing cannabis advocate. Everyone should follow him at the fake jake brown or it's just at fake jake brown uh with an e brown has an e and it's he said um people have given their lives for this plant spent decades behind bars to make sure people had cannabis all for clowns and carpetbaggers like kyle turley to say ignorant shit like this you're not wanted this isn't a game you can leave now yeah preach jake yeah seriously um yeah, it's just, you know, one of the most irresponsible things to play on people's fears and vulnerabilities right now in this insane fucking time to say, buy my CBD product and it will help you stay healthy. Right. Yeah. Just no. Especially when Trump said that thing about uh, uh, what, who, like some chemical or something and then oh, somebody chlora, tried it, it and then a, they passed. It's like a, yeah, it's also used as an aquarium cleaner and uh, a husband and wife and I think, yeah, somewhere took right. it and he died. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's fucked. Um, Let's and he's go, Kyle. Been, he's been like uh, approached by people asking him to shut it down, and he's been like completely um, defiant. And he said, "There's a quote here that says he welcomes FDA action, saying, uh, please come shut my company down so I can have another blockbuster press release on how the FDA and the United States government is suppressing truth.'" Right, but a press release that puts your name in the paper doesn't mean you sell product. It yeah. just means that people are going to look to you as a fucking fool who you should steal. Like, this is the opposite of how you should get it's work done. Just incredibly irresponsible. And yeah. any cannabis advocate, anyone who truly believes in the power of the plant would absolutely not support this. And he can take a long fucking walk off a short pier. Yo, so can we get back to celebration? Yes, let's get back to good stuff it's a national. It's a national holiday, right? Yes. Okay, it's- so yeah, let's shout out some positivity. Some non-turly positivity. Hell yes. So it is Transgender Day of Visibility today. Um, And we've just got so many amazing friends of the pod in the trans community. Yep. Um, Shout out to all of you. It's incredible to see the community get more and more attention um, and love. And especially to have a day that I didn't actually know about, the Transgender Day of Visibility, to um, support the community. And I just want to read a little bit from this post of this wonderful person in one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook. I don't want to necessarily mention their name because it's a closed group. So, but they say, first, visibility is not not a requirement of being trans. Many trans people decide not to disclose the fact that they're trans to people, usually for safety reasons. Um, Being trans means fearing for your safety a lot. 
as a cis that is non-trans person, you can make the world safer for us by dismantling transphobia in your home, community, and circle of friends. Being trans is not a pathology or illness. We're not deviants or predators. Being our friends and speaking up for us when we're not around is the strongest statement you can make. And then they share a picture of themselves and they're like, here's me. And in the picture before transitioning, they look haunted. And yeah. in the picture afterwards, they look just happy and at peace. And it's just a beautiful photo representation of just what it means to be well. The glow up is real inside and support. out. Yeah, it's fucking cool. So Hell shout out to all yeah. our trans friends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There is like, it's nice to do this podcast with you when I can grab onto like little glistens of starlight yeah. and hold on to them tightly because it's I think I've been pretty sad, upset, scared, triggered, angry, famished, washing too many dishes and being like, Jesus Christ, when will this end? Yeah. But to be able to do this podcast with you and be able to celebrate these little moments of stardust make my life tolerable right now. And I think tolerable is really all that I can ask for from myself. That's lovely thank you you make this tolerable for me too my hamster wheel of anxiety has been you know that little hamster has been running hard and um i'm close to an an extreme of something at all times like i feel like i'm always just on the verge of you know flipping a little bit and this just calms me and gives me a place to like breathe and kind of commune with you and i don't know all of our friends that we've made through this podcast like talking to my best friend as our guest today isn't that wild i feel so cool. Fucking back. We'd never met until this episode. Yeah. And so to meet through Zoom on pod mm-hmm. and get to know the dynamic between you two. I mean, you came out swinging, Mary Jane. You were like, you know, I used to hate you. And it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Allison, I'm so sorry. She had no idea. I was just jealous. We'll get to Allison, our wonderful guest, my best friend who Zoomed with oh. us and we made a video version of this for anyone who's just listening to this. You can, hey, <laughs> make faces at me through Zoom. Um, you can check this uh, episode out on YouTube as mm-hmm. well. We're going to post it. Are you going to post it on your YouTube? I'm going to post it on my YouTube, I believe. Either way, the link is in the show description. Okay. I don't want to make promises until I learn what the promise is. Right. Yeah. Maybe it'll be on Vimeo. We don't know. Let's put and it on OnlyFans. Only Let's put fans. it on Pornhub. Ooh. And Why Patreon. Not? And Patreon. Let's start a Patreon. Um, it's a weird time to start anything like that. Let's talk about starting a Patreon. Okay. Let's, Let's talk about talk it. Let's talk about it. For a long time. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. No worries. Um, I don't have it. <laughs> I don't. That was pie. I had pie stuck in my throat. You inhaled some pie cream? Yeah. I had cream all over <laughs> my, my throat. We've all been there one way or another. And we've had cream throat. And I have it right now. Yeah. Can you got, I don't I'm good. Okay, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get to introducing Allison, yeah. can we do buds of the week? Yeah, let's do some buds of the week. Yes. Um, first or second? Or uh, it, this is a joint one. It's a joint one. Hey. <laughs> oh, and for anyone wondering why we're not smoking right now, normally we would be enjoying like a you know, some beautiful flower or something. We're just I'm not smoking right now. Fuck no. I have been enjoying Jumbo, which is this incredible tincture. Um, that we have access to here in our amazing legal markets of California. Yeah. Um, and, you know, edibles, I think, are the way to go right now. Um, oh, here's the ones you were edibles, talking about. Edibles, tinctures. Oh, yeah, Kikoko. And also, can you grab the other one um, to show off? Yeah, the yeah. Kikoko Talk canvas about that infused one. mints. These are great because they're really, um, they're, the labeling actually calls them little helpers, which I really like. They're so low dose. They're microdose of... Um, 
these are three milligrams of CBD and one milligram of THC and the Satori package of the strawberries too. We have a, <laughs> a bounty. We're so lucky here. It's really lovely. So these are great because they're uh, super, super, super low dose to the point I don't even notice. I just feel a little better when I have one in the morning. Like a night where it's a full moon and you're just like, oh, something's oh, kicking. Yeah, something just is like a, a fucking a little load off. And Why then don't these- they have an edible called full moon? Because oh. it's just like a little tug on your shoulder being like, I'm here for you. Oh, I like that. Come on. Do I have to do everything? Jesus, Mike. I know. It's just, you're such a heavy lifter. Um, <laughs> and then they also have these, which are five milligrams of CBD and two and a half milligrams of THC. I just, I really like them. I like what they do. They also make teas. And then Satori, who are fucking awesome, are um, putting out these amazing fast acting cannabis infused strawberries and blueberries covered in chocolate. Yeah. Which is so nice because you can have a handful for a little more of a dose or you can, you know, just have one like a little treat. I just really like everything they do. So, um, which actually leads into our bud of the week. One of them is peak extracts. Yes. Yeah. So follow peak extracts on Instagram at peak extracts. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And we actually, we have a great interview episode interview. We mm-hmm. interviewed them for an episode. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, Kate and Katie are the team at Peak Extracts, and they are, um, I think, the only female cannabis extract uh, company. Company, yeah. Female-owned and operated cannabis extract company. Absolutely. Definitely only in um, only one in Oregon, and which is where they're based. So if you live in Portland, Oregon, that's where they are. Um, I guess legally you could get their stuff all over Oregon. Yeah. Great, yeah, because a bunch of different places. since I'm not smoking right now and you're not smoking right now, they have dynamite edibles, tinctures. Uh, we toured their chocolate factory. It yeah. was I felt like I was um, Augustus Gloop ready to dive into a barrel full of fun. That's awesome. So, And then they have something, uh, Rescue Rub, which yeah. I gave to my dad because my dad, who comes up later in this episode, in a less positive way. Very unsavory. <laughs> Wonder- Sorry, very. Steve. But I got I, I gave him their rescue rub because he broke his ankle and uh, he's been doing acupuncture and all kinds of things. And their rescue rub helped him a shitload. And they have something else coming out too, yeah? It's the rescue rub, but it's a um, hemp uh, sourced CBD rescue rub. So you'll be able to get it no matter where you live. Fucking their right. stuff is awesome. They're just amazing, both of them, and uh, doing great stuff. Follow them. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And the way we met them is our second butt of the week this week. Zoe Wilder, who... I don't know what we would do without you, Zoe. Like, you're such a friend and a fucking, like, tireless champion of everything that's happening in the cannabis world and the psychedelic world and, you know, like, everything good, just connecting all of the wonderful people. We would have been at South by Southwest Because of her. And because of Zoe. She was the one who was like, you all should fuck with this and go. And then we got in and we were like, Zoe! And she was like, ah! Like... Yeah. Um... (sighs) So, I don't know. Zoe Wilder, at Zoe Wilder. Zoe is Z-O-E, Wilder. If you've seen the movie Van Wilder, don't write Van, write (laughs) Zoe. But it's the same number of letters as Van. Z-O-E-V-A-N is the first part. Wilder is the second. Quick, easy way to remember that. Follow her because she will connect you with stuff that you didn't know that you needed to know about, but now you'll feel cooler because you know about it. Damn right. That's yep. that's kind of everything. Yeah. It's my dream just to work with my friends for the rest of my life, and so far, so good. It's going well. I mean, shit, you worked with Allison for how many years? Yeah, so uh, our guest today. Yeah, uh, our VIB. Allison, Allison Darcy, our VIB, very important bud. I met when I went to the National Theatre School of Canada in Montreal. Oh, and we, shit. Come on, baby. Oh, is the cat going to come up on your lap? This might be a oh, Zoom Bobo. first where Bobo jumps on my lap and people moment? can see it. 
Come on, buddy. Oh, or oh. they're going to yell at each nope. other. The cat is fighting hey. with the dog. Okay. Well, that's part for the course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Allison and I met VIB, at the National. very important Bobo. Very. Oh, he's Look, he's disrupting my intro. Sorry. Dude, I'll shut up. Mike is so into you, Bobo. I love that cat so much. So into their cat. It's awesome. You got a thing. I do have a you thing. You guys have a thing. When you were like, hey, do you want to quarantine together? I was like, what is, is Bobo want me? <laughs> What's Bobo doing? What's Bobo doing? I was like do? hanging out with you in the living room while I watch <laughs> movies and eat my entire pizza. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So Allison and I went to theater school together in Montreal. And then we didn't even get into it in this episode. We've just done so much stuff since then. We lived in London together. We lived in Dublin together. She's traveled the world. We've stayed super close. She directed a show that I made when I was um, living in Seattle with my friend Nicole. What was the name of it? Burning Cage. Award-winning show. Toured all over the country and back and Canada. And Allison is now uh, working in Montreal and an award-winning director and actor and just all-around fucking cool human who I love so much and she's so game and so fun and I don't know it was just like the best sort of like outcome to have to be like oh no we need to record remotely well I guess that means we can talk to people who live far far away finally let's talk to my friend Allison yo blessings today Mm -hmm. there are some blessings yes 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 and that also means um we might be able to talk to some people who we've been dming with for quite a long time and now you know, the technology is here. Yeah. Uh, I would like to give one special shout out before we get to Allison's interview to Mary Jane Gibson, because we wouldn't be doing Zoom right now. We wouldn't be recording right now, except she figured out how to do all of this and then risked her life by going to get a headphone splitter from Best Buy so that we could record and we could make this possible. And so I want to give a very special butt of the week yell to my co-host mary jane who is the one who figured all of this out thanks mike that's um my cheeks are hot cherubic yeah (laughs) my chubby cheeks (laughs) are feeling fleshed (laughs) yo okay shall we get to it let's get to it this is uh us hanging out with my very best friend allison darcy hey cannabis friends strawberry sequoia here from the mary jane experience If you love this podcast, we think you might enjoy ours as well. On the Mary Jane Experience podcast, we aim to demystify, educate, tell wild stories, and dispel myths in the cannabis and CBD industries. Search for the Mary Jane Experience anywhere you get your podcasts or at MaryJaneExperience.com. Here we go. Yay. Hi. Oh no, my chair's my chair is super squeaky. That's Hi. okay. Hi. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Yeah, what up, everyone? We got an amazing guest today. Please take it away, Mary Jane. Well, I, listen, everything's crazy. I'm so glad you could join us. This is Allison, my best friend in the whole world. Hi. And you guys are meeting for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hey Mike. <laughs> And I've been hearing so much about you, Mike. Likewise, I've heard a ton about you. And I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit more right now because everything I've heard, I'm like, ooh, she sounds cool as fuck. And now I get to like hear, I don't know, it's nice to see what your face looks like. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, Jane, she has this like ability to magically like describe people. She describes people with such beauty. That you know, like I, she, uh, it's it's an old skill of hers that I've I've noted since the beginning. That like when she talks about people that she loves, like they sound 
phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> Not that they aren't, but you always do make people sound like so amazing. Well, the truth is that and I... Yes, I call her Jane. Sorry. I Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm just Jane to you. That's right. I'm Because uh, mm. I really only became Mary Jane full time. Kind of like, I guess when we were in theater school together is when I really started. Yeah, right at the end of it. But I never yeah. got used to it. Um, Wait, you just Jane. You had a you changed your full time name. Well, I was Mary Jane always, like to my dad. Yeah, um, but Jane to everyone else. And so when I went to theater school, and Allison and I met in Montreal, uh, I was Jane. And then when I graduated, I decided that Mary Jane was one. I wanted to be that because you get so mad when people call you Mary. I but I've never been Mary. I've been Jane, and I've been oh, Mary no, Jane. Mary, and- yeah, no. But it's okay to call you she's, Jane? She's not a Mary. At all. I'm not a Mary. I'm not a Mary. Although we did play a fun game the other night where your coronavirus quarantine name was the last thing you ate and your high school mascot. And I don't have a high school mascot, but I went no, to... No, me neither. Well, I went to Holy Heart of Mary. And so we decided that my quarantine nickname is Cream Pie Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jane. Which I oh, thought was pretty brutal. good. And what was yours, Mike? Um, uh, pie Viking. Pie Viking. I mean, that's hot, right? Yeah, actually, Pie Viking is pretty hot. That's pretty hot. <laughs> I got to see the, 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 but like the cream, what was the cream cake, like Holy Heart? What was it was the oh, Holy Heart of my cream cake? Cream, cream, <laughs> cream pie was the last thing I ate. And Mary was like, I didn't have a mascot. So it was just Holy oh, Heart of Mary. It was Mary, right. Cream Pie Mary. <laughs> so I went to an all-girls school called Trafalgar. So then I think about maybe like, you know that you know in the Trafalgar Square in in London, there's that uh, the Nelson statue, right? So maybe yeah. that's my my mascot, sure. like the Nelson. Yeah. And then the last thing I ate. Ian, what was the last thing I ate? I have no idea. <laughs> was it Ian? I have no idea. Yeah. It was, just... was it Hala? <laughs> No, we're making challah right now. Challah. <laughs> just, I'm like, challah. I've never actually made bread before. Wow. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm so the frontier woman right now, man. I made like Purell. I made Lysol wipes. Yeah, Whoa. let's look, fucking get into this because this is, okay, so the, first off, this is the first time we've ever done a remote podcast. You're our very first remote podcast guest. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, we're breaking all kinds of barriers here. This yeah. is the first time we've nice, screen nice. recorded as well, so we're going to upload this to YouTube so people will be able to see our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ooh. I think you might be our first international guest. Yes. Because you're in Montreal. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I'm so many firsts. I know. Yeah, no, we're I all kind I've, of cream pie Marys. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, I don't think I've ever been anyone's first before, so that, oh. I feel good. You're weed and grubs <laughs> first, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you were saying to me that you're a frontier woman because you're like up there, you're baking bread, you are making your own hand sanitizer, you are waiting for government weed to be delivered to the door. Is that Wait, correct? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so for all of our <laughs> listeners, who have no fucking idea what that might mean. Can you break that down, please? Well, in Canada, (laughs) the government is in charge of our legal weed distribution. So um, just like they are in charge of our liquor. So we have liquor stores called the SAQ, and we also have pot stores. And then, so you can go to the store, but you can also get that delivered through Canada Post, through the mail. So uh, especially now with coronavirus, like, I mean, you'll see like, some of the biggest lineups in, in Canada right now are in front of the marijuana store. But um, yeah, we ordered it online through Canada Post. So now, you know, my, my, my boyfriend's just been waiting at the door like <laughs> your little dog. <laughs> just every time there's a crack outside, it's just like, 
Is, is, is the weed here? Is my government weed here? Yeah. It, so do they here? drive yeah. up in a, like an unmarked van and squeal the tires <laughs> to a halt and get out the back and yell, go, 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 and then knock on your door and leave a little gift and then I'm, run back in the van? I mean, no, it's like straight up like postman in his little shorts and like, do, 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 you know, have a have a good day, ma'am. You Pop know, man. here's your marijuana. <laughs> That's amazing. Does yeah. he say, I think I think honestly, I think they usually just give you a slip and then you have to go to the post office to pick it up just because, you know, it's a like a package. But yeah. Voici votre in French, what do you guys call weed in French? A... Marijuana. Marie, <laughs> le marijuana. Voici voici voilà marijuana. votre Yeah, awesome. That's crazy. Marijuana. So no, you're getting $8,000 for the next 4 months and the government is delivering weed to your door? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I mean, God. why did I ever think that it was a good idea to leave Canada? Why am I here in this crazy oh, hellscape? Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm Mike. out. <laughs> Fucking oh, out. Michael. Oh, he's gone. We lost also, him. It's just I mean, us. Also, yes, like all of our healthcare is free, and um, and our prime minister actually um, self isolated because there was a chance that his wife might have gotten it. Yeah, so self isolated immediately, so he's clear and um, yeah, and uh, he hasn't been mentioning anything about like how many people have been watching his his uh, newscasts. <laughs> like that's insane. Yeah, Trump is like I'm getting more people than the Bachelor finale. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's a very fucking so strange funny. reality. It's a fucking strange reality so, for sure. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Ugh. no, no, no. I mean, look, we got we have our problems, but. Like what? Like the like it's it's not always Friday. Everyone's too nice. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I know. Well, I mean, uh, it snows. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. But actually, with global warming's fixing that too. So I, I don't know, man. It's well, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> wow. Listen, yeah. what 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 if... to you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for Our you. polar bears are like dying. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to know about this DIY hand sanitizer situation and your frontier woman skills. What's up with that? I I mean, it's just straight up like aloe vera and rubbing alcohol, but you know, just like in the right proportions. I mean, the the I here actually, I called it Doctor Jonesy's homemade hand sanitizer. Oh, my cat is my cat is is Jonesy, <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> that's Jonesy's hand sanitizer. And like, yeah, and the Lysol wipes. Honestly, it's yeah, rubbing alcohol, a little bit of dish soap, um, water. On, on like what a you, Kleenex. You, yeah, no, paper towels, and then you just, like, put them in a Tupperware. I'm doing it's, that. It's really that easy. I mean, the only thing is, is that the paper towels tend to kind of disintegrate a bit, so you kind of have to use two rather than one oh, per way. Well, I saw a uh, recipe for homemade toilet paper the other day. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, it's like, my, what is it, my left? Is it? Is it your hand? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a pan of water, yeah, a no. pan of water in my left hand. No, it was like you um, take a window screen and then you like take a bunch of magazine um, pages and you soak them in water and then you grind them into pulp and then you lay them over the screen and then you dry that and then you can use that as toilet paper. Or you could just like, That's you know. That's how you make paper. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but paper. you need to take magazine paper to make new paper. <laughs> Toilet that's, paper. That's the idea. Yeah, or newspaper. I know why you just wipe your ass with a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been talking a lot about pooping on here since we've been quarantined, and I think it's because I'm just so aware of my body and my like, you know, I'm, I'm my soul cage is what I've been calling it. Like, you know, I'm just like, oh, here I am, trapped your in this house, cage. and mm. then trapped in this house in this body. Like, I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah kind of obsessed soul cage yeah, yeah that's that's good actually you're this it's really bringing out the depth in you <laughs> <laughs> i'm feeling soul deep cage. man i'm feeling real deep uh, oh man i um so you and i have known each other for fucking forever you've been we hated each other for a week 93. and then yeah fucking crazy we, we what we hated each other for a week i hated you for the first week of theater school i heard about that yeah. no you what yeah i was jealous of you you were like so cool and then i was fuck just... you we we i mean we sat together in the in the orientation and you were wearing that that like the uh the hat from peru or guatemala or whatever oh, so obnoxious. and we were like both wearing and we we're both wearing our like combat boots and we like immediately hit it off and from then on we were like having lunch together every day you hated me no you're insane we didn't get along for the first week at all and then there was something that happened maybe it was like story time or whatever that thing with sherry b was and you oh, no. we d- we went to something together and i remember we sat down and we had coffee afterwards at an al van hoot and i was like oh this is cool we're gonna be friends but the whole first week i we hated each other or I hated you and oh, you didn't know. We didn't hate each other. <laughs> Sounds like a good and actor. I didn't fucking know anything about this until right today. Like I today was... I learned that my best friend hated me. So Well <laughs> I was threatened That's and jealous. Awesome. What can I say? I thought you were so fucking cool. Yeah. How was I fucking cool, man? Like you... my eyebrows were like caterpillars. I it's I was brutal. I was I'm so insecure. No, 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 no. No, not true. You smoked weed. You wore combat boots and leggings. You smoked cigarettes, too. That's we cool. smoked cigarettes. But so did you. You did all those things. That's true. Remember when we were at theater school and we used to smoke cigarettes between classes, like on our way from movement oh, yeah. to voice? We would stop in the hallway like, and smoke cigarettes. Like, full on, like, movement class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Wild. Wow. Yeah. And like whenever we were doing a scene, we'd like find a way to make sure that the characters are smoking because then you could smoke in class. So yeah. smart. We'd always like be doing all that New York stuff, you know, because it's all gritty. Method acting. <laughs> yeah. Method acting. Oh, did you ever tell Mike about our clown? Oh, um. yeah, we did. We did an amazing <laughs> clown act when we were uh, third year theater school where I zipped Allison full body into a hockey bag and dragged her out and then we did this whole fucking clown routine that was like pretty amazing yeah it was great you I fit your whole body in that ability. bag i know yeah. i know I, I had this weird ability back then to be able to fit my body in really small places <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i don't have that ability at all anymore but like i got into this bag that really didn't look like it could hold a human and she pulled it out and she's like wearing this little tutu and i'm yeah, I'm all squeezed in there, and then and then she's like, "Oh, it was to that song from, um, uh, not Pulp Fiction, but da na 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 na." That's Pulp Fiction, yeah. That oh, is yeah, Pulp okay, Fiction. Okay, Pulp yeah, Fiction. the John Travolta Uma Thurman dance number where they yeah, get the yeah, milkshake. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So the only scene without Uma's feet. Yeah. Yeah. What did he have a thing for her feet? Ugh, he has a thing for everyone's feet. Please don't let me derail Famous. you with my Quentin Tarantino foot fetish rant. No, 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 rants. I'm fascinated. I'm fa- I actually just watched uh, Hollywood there. Well, anyways, um, so, yeah, so she, like, <laughs> she starts the music. She's dancing around. She unzips the bag, and I, like, pop out. <laughs> and I'm totally thinking everyone's going to be like, ooh. And I just remember these, like, completely puzzled looks on their faces. Like, what the fuck? You were in that bag? And then... Uh, were you chasing me around with a whip or was I chasing you around with a whip? I think I was, ch- I don't You were remember. chasing me. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were yeah. chasing me. 
and and they're like da, 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 doing this weird chase around like I'm a lion or something. And then after, like we're like da, da. <laughs> and I just remember like just everyone's just like what yeah. the <laughs> there was no... one guy in the back of the room just like slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of those. I feel like we came up with a lot of that the slow clap. The slow clap forget. duo. Yeah, there was there was a there was one guy in our class who went real far. Do you remember when Keith ate that fucking heart uh, no. out of the out of the dish soap at Self Start? Which Self Start was like our cabaret thing where we would all do you know whatever it was that we'd made ourselves, and he reached what into was a heart made out of. It was a heart. He bought a heart at the butcher shop and he put it in a bucket full of blood and dish soap to make it look super goopy and he ate the heart on stage. You don't remember that? <laughs> I love how much bad art is allowed when oh, yeah. you go to theater school. I mean, he didn't eat the whole thing, but he like bit into it. Who it the fuck like, cares? Yeah, exactly. He also uh, rolled himself up in a rug to uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness yeah. with dirt. Yeah. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. So much experimenting. Yeah. Oh man. We did so much experimenting. It's. Did, I think I remember, it's great. It's remember, easy to make fun of, but I remember, I like it because it's like, you're free to figure it the fuck out yeah. and that's so nice, but... Yeah. That shit is whack. Yeah, it's, well, the further you go, though, the more interesting and weird like you can be. Yeah. But you got to push boundaries when you're in theater school. You have to make bad shit. Yeah. How else are you going to know oh, what's yeah. good, you know? Exactly. Oh, and I I remember like full on many, many, many times being in the middle of some kind of exercise and just kind of suddenly remembering where I was and looking around and just thinking I was in a fucking insane asylum and, and just like, how is this a thing and how am I here and this is fucking crazy and get me out of here and then I just fall right back into it again. Yeah. It was such a bizarre experience. Do you remember getting really, really high and watching my dinner with Andre? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's like, <laughs> and like pretty universal. It's the only way to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 we just did did our Grotowski period in 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 in, in class mm-hmm. and that whole play that whole story is about Andre working with the Grotowski people. Basically, he doesn't say Grotowski, but it's exactly that story. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were high and we were just listening to him describing this like cult, basically. Yeah. Like, with the chanting yeah. and the dancing. The theater everything. cult. The and theater. I was like, yeah. We just paid to do that. Like, we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like get high in the woods and dance around for three years and make five minutes of theater that no one ever watches. Like, it's fucking yeah. nuts, oh, but it's awesome. But Mike's done, I, I mean, I got to call you out for some of the cool like theater stuff you've done. Like you did that weird thing where you ate ghost peppers on stage. Yeah, I, I loved, uh, I was just looking at that review today from the LA Weekly. The, my favorite headline ever from LA Weekly that for a show I created was, um, in this show, somebody break dances, somebody plays violin, and somebody might vomit. <laughs> and that's like my favorite headline I've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And how did you handle it? How did it go? The show? No, the ghost pepper. Oh, well, okay. So the the scene was, we, we it was like a, it was it was this, this like weird breakdancing live music sketch stand up f- fucking show. I don't know how you describe <laughs> it. But the interstitials between setups we would play a uh, a scene from Breaking Bad where they're all sitting around the table with a bunch of food and a bunch of wine, and it's a very tense, emotionally resonant scene. And we played that scene throughout each uh, setup before the lights came on for the next scene. And then our final scene, that Breaking Bad scene played out, and the lights came up on us at the table. 
and then we recreated that scene but instead of all of that food it was like ghost peppers in a salad bowl a wine glass full of hot sauce um instead of a big beautiful steak we just had jalapenos laid out across the thing and we word for word bite for bite uh, piece for piece tried to recreate the scene <laughs> and it just got hotter and hotter and worse and worse and we're just pounding the table and crying and trying not to puke while I'm trying to pretend I'm Walt and uh, yeah it was <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh my god well, oh my god so did you throw up? every night which was the best oh, because you, you gotta go there <laughs> oh we got an extended sold out run like <laughs> the show like ran forever <laughs> <laughs> committed to the art. Well, now yeah. you could be on the. You, you could at least do the Hot Wings show now, and you could be like, "Yeah, I would love you that." Rocket. That would be awesome. Yeah, really? I'd be like, "This little piece of shit, fuck y'all." Come on, Sean Evans. I, I, I straight up can't do like sriracha. Like I can do like a little like, ooh, it's you know, a little sriracha. But like that's me. I'm like limit. Yeah. No, no spice, no ability. Well, I mean, so I, I make myself puke from hot stuff and you fit in tiny spaces. I mean, we all have our skill sets. <laughs> yeah, what's my deal? I can eat everything. <laughs> I have no limits. I have, I'm have. i limitless, literally. You're I have... good with a whip? You're yeah. good with a whip? Yeah, I'm good with go. a whip. Yeah. I do. You, you hate your best friend secretly? <laughs> I was just jealous. You were so cool. And, and you I were was like, so not, please. You were so fucking cool. I was from Newfoundland and you were like this cool Montreal fucking cosmopolitan, amazing <laughs> artist. And you'd like already done all of this work. You were like already fucking a big deal. It was so cool to meet you. And I was like, you're so cute trying to make this like not bad, but like, so bad. <laughs> wait, what's your deal, Allison? I know that you directed Mary Jane in some seminal shows for her. But have you, did you go to, did you go to school for this theater school for directing or did you find, how did you find your deal? Um, well actually my, my family's in it too. So both my parents started theater companies here in Montreal, like English theater companies, which is, you know, kind of unheard of back in the day. Um, not a huge audience for it, but it was needed at the time. And, uh, those theaters are still running now actually. And so I started acting professionally when I was like eight and um, started doing like theater and, and then very quickly film. And so I was one of those young actors, just like you me. and Mary we Jane. Yeah. Like, well, I don't yeah. know. You were like fucking, I mean, Sarah Benincasa actually shouted out on Twitter recently. She was like, I missed that movie, The Peanut Butter Solution. And I was like, my friend was the star of that movie. And then we had a whole back and forth <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, yeah. She was a fucking child star in Canada in a fucking great no, movie. No, man. I don't yes. know. Like one movie. That's not just to make you a star. Anyway. It, it was, it was, man, it was y'all are so Canadian. Movie. It's driving me nuts. It's unreal. No, you, no, you, <laughs> no, you're cute. You're pretty. No. Okay. So, um, uh, so the movie has actually become now like a weird cult film that actually predominantly stoners enjoy. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a super trippy film. It was originally made for kids. It should not be viewed by children. And um, uh, all these people who saw it back in the day think of it as that they had a bad dream and they, they get really freaked out when they realize it was actually a movie. Uh, it's You uh, guys should watch it, actually. It's I would just watch that. Really, it's totally disturbing. Actually, um, uh, a woman um, uh, from Seattle has just made a little documentary about the making of it. She came up and inter- interviewed us. It was so bizarre, kind of going back through all that. Amazing. But anyway... Um, so I was doing that kind of stuff and then um, got into theater school uh, with Janie. And then, um, yeah, after that, I was just acting until about 2000 um, when we were living in London. 
Uh, mm-hmm. We lived together in, in Ireland for a month, but then in, in London for a couple of years. And then in 2000, I moved back here and I started directing. And then in about, well, in 2002, 2001, I met um, my kind of artistic partner, who's still my artistic partner here. His name's Joseph. And uh, we started a theater company together in like 2006 called Scapegoat Carnival. And we still run it. So I'm a artistic directors and I direct and, and act. And then he's a writer. And then now we've also both started, like he started directing a little bit and co-directing with me and I've started writing with him. And uh, yeah, we're really kind of pushing our boundaries and then we produce and, and now we're starting to figure out how to tour. Although I think our first gigs, which we were planned to go to New York in August, is now not gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I can't wait until you do tour well, because the show that you are, we're going to tour with Sapienza, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. award winning. Yeah. But it's like a, it's a object theater piece. Do you know what object theater is, Mike? Uh, don't actually. What is it? I, mean, I can it's guess. What it sounds like, which is basically, you know, like you have objects and they become the puppets, you know, like it sounds really stupid, but it's actually really fun and kind of an interesting way of looking at a, at a, at a story in a contemporary uh, like you're giving but, voice uh, to the unvoiced yeah, and giving like, like a personality and, and, and character to a cup of water and what that means and what yeah. it looks like. Hmm. Fucking yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the choice of object per character or for moments or, you know, it's, it's very telling and you're, you're getting a lot of information, not just about the play, but about the way you understand objects and how that informs you. So those choices are really important. And um, so anyway, so that we have this weird old play that was written by the first female playwright. Her name is Roswitha of Gandersheen. Jesus. She's from like <laughs> Germany, like 900. And she was this like weird religious zealot. And she wrote this play. And it's like her, this woman and her three children go and confront like Hadrian, the, the Roman emperor. And he, she, they're like, you should convert to Christianity. And he's like, screw you, become Roman, you know, followers of the Roman thing. And he basically tortures these children in front of her and they're all like loving it really <laughs> makes them feel no Fucked pain up and they're and like dark oh. and weird they're like flay me ah you know and, and he's just like i mean it's horrific and um yeah so sounds like today <laughs> yeah, yeah very it sounds relevant. like everyone who's just like at the fucking farmer's market right now while people are <laughs> drowning in their own blood inside their lungs and like eh we oh. out here on spring fucking break like eh. it's crazy like man if i'm gonna get covid i'm like gonna get covid you know like <laughs> yeah i've yeah. been planning this march break for like a month <laughs> maybe even three you know? weeks <laughs> actually i heard about it yesterday i was like yeah that sounds tight um <laughs> on the on the object theater tip do you think that's like um like when people name their bongs and stuff, like when people, like you know, they have those like cherished objects, and they're I I'm a, a, a member of a, anthropomorphizing things. Yeah. yeah, like I'm a member of a bunch of like weed groups on Facebook, and they're it's a lot of like I just got this new piece and I named it, you know, Mister Choppy, whatever, and I'm like, oh, Mr. that's Choppy, that's sweet, you know, chop it up. Yeah. What Wait, we, can we do one? Yeah. Can we do one right now? You want to name a bong? Well, I want to do I want to do an object. Like, if we're oh. going to talk about it, let's show it. Let's do one. Can we do one, Allison? Is that cool? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because my object in the play is actually a hand is like a mirror, like this hand. Oh, uh, but yeah. now, but then you'll but then you'll see each other. But then it you know she would talk like this, and and it, her her name was Sapientia, and so uh, she's um, very delicate and would move and 
would tilt her head down and look around at things, you know, and, you know, and, you know, so uh, that's the way she, she behaved. And then her daughters who were faith, hope and charity were these three little beautiful ornate teacups, which we would just like smash into bits and, and in, yeah. And inside the teacups (laughs) would be like their souls. Okay. Like we'd pull it out. And one was like a raw piece of tofu, which we like put on a grill. Yes. Smell it. Like, put barbecue sauce on it and like the whole audience could smell it and they'd be like <laughs> you know? that's awesome it sounds fucking oh actually wait a minute that totally reminds me of a play that i saw that my friends did about the guy who um you know he went on youtube or, or no no on um craigslist and was looking for someone to eat him or that to eat his to dick eat someone yeah the guy from germany yeah so my friends did the play about that and they actually got got this like vegan sausage, which they cooked up on stage, like after the guy's penis gets cut off. And it was such a small space. And like, because you think it's human flesh. So I was throwing up in the corner. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the smell of it was so pervasive. And I'm like, smell a vision is a real fucking thing. And yeah. we should all do smell theater. Smell yes. theater is intense. Fucking yeah, it is. It makes me so excited. It's something that I've always, always, always wanted to incorporate into a piece. Like I've always wanted to do um, the, oh, I just got a gift from Zoom. It says running out of time. We've removed the 40 minute time limit on your group meeting. That's amazing. So we don't actually have to worry about our 40 minute time limit. Thanks, Zoom. Shout out, Zoom. What up, Zoom? This podcast is brought to you by Zoom. Hey, Zoom. Hey, wait, Mike. So what, Mike, what would your object be? My object be for my own show. Um... Okay, let me think for a second about that, because it makes me think so about how I had like you. it makes me think of how I had like a teddy bear growing up, and its name was Bear Spot, and I carried it everywhere, and I had a blanket, and I had a pacifier. Like this is a very not regressive, but this is a very like childlike like wonder, even though you're eating the soul of a cup. Like, and I'm really into that, so I'm trying to like kind of think back to what my object would be. Give me a second, I'll be right back. I'm gonna look. Oh, he's gonna go and scavenge. <laughs> Okay. What were you saying though before, Jane? Oh, I was I was going to say about like smell a vision and smell theater that um, I always wanted to do a production. So one of the very first pieces of like theatrical anything that I was involved in was when I was a tiny little kid. Um, my mom put me to get her out of her hair in a Narnia workshop. And I've always just, you know, like oh. every, everyone, you know, always loved the Narnia books. And I always wanted to make a piece of theater, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where you go through the wardrobe and you smell the pine and like hear the crunch Ooh. crunch of snow underfoot and all that kind of stuff. Mike's over here banging the table like a lunatic. Sorry. Okay, you know what we should do, Jane? Yeah. Jane, we should do we should do uh we should do a plays. We should do um you know, like a, a piece together where it's it's um you know, uh experiential, you know, and, and I mean uh, is that your object? The sunglasses? Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right? you have to animate them off of your face. That's a well, very don't hard tell me what to, to do animate. or I'll cross my fucking arms. <laughs> is okay, that good? cross the arms really slowly, like make them do it like Oh yeah. yeah fuck Wait, you. okay, will you say something like um I don't think we're gonna do that idea, Mike? Mike, I think I that's a really terrible idea. For anyone who actually can't see this, that was a great arm arm cross with a pair of sunglasses. Real slow, real petulant. Uh huh. Yeah. Y'all are idiots. You're so fucking wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good imagine too. Imagine someone actually. If you had two glasses back to back, and then you could be like, and 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 I'm here to say I make fat rhymes every day. 
<laughs> Arm cross. <Yes. laughs> That's great. But I love the idea. I love the idea of someone closing, crossing their arms in a room that slowly. Like they're just like. <laughs> yes. It's very fun. That's so powerful in every way. It's so good. Um, Where's you, Mary Jane? Yeah. Oh, I got to go look for an object now. Okay, you guys hang out and I'll go find something. <laughs> this is very visual. For anyone listening, we're, we're having a great time. Yeah, we are. Yeah, people are going to watch this on YouTube. Um, to talk about smell I'm so excited to be yeah. on the show. Mike, you have no idea. I'm so excited to be on the show. It's awesome. Like, this is so fun to do. Um, I've been listening since day one. What? Uh, Get out of here. I mean, um, I don't know if I heard every single every, every single episode. To be I honest, haven't either. To be Canadian. <laughs> to be Canadian, man, I'm going to be honest with you. But I've heard a lot, and I love you guys. And I'm really, <laughs> I'm so honored to be on. Yay. Thank you. So wait, tell me about, like, how crazy Canadian are we? <laughs> crazy Canadian? It just, as yeah, somebody like, who oh, grew up. So yeah, I think really what it is, and it's not fair because it's a better way of living, but as somebody who grew up uh, raised to, like, say what I want, do what I say, and, like, let's fucking go, and you should take ownership. And it's the way I learned pride, and the way I learned how to be proud is different than Mary Jane. And so sometimes I get really frustrated at Mary Jane because she doesn't need to say it out loud like I do, and it's okay for her to, like, give the spotlight to other people and let her work speak for herself and I was raised in a place of being like yeah but if you don't say it how's anyone gonna know so why are you like giving away all the power you know so that's what it is yeah but you know what the truth lies somewhere like on the Canadian border for sure because like us being this humble is like lovely as a friend but not so great as like when you're hitting that glass ceiling you know like every year and you're like oh I'll just I'll just be quiet and well, let someone else get their little time you know but then also you know Americans can just be like straight up like okay dude you know like let me figure out how great you are you know like you don't have to tell me you know yeah so, yeah you know I mean like, Arnold I Schwarzenegger's really our governor anyone. like <laughs> was yeah was, is he yeah. still no yeah, no. no he's not still no no, no. okay yeah. But it's it's so yeah. interesting because I remember like being kind of trained to be allergic to people who were self-aggrandizing. Like it was not a trait. Absolutely. That, like remember in theater school when someone got too big for their boots and we were all like, ugh, you know, so and so. Oh is, yeah. But that's also because we're Gen X too. Because like our yeah. generation is full on not about being like you don't pro- you don't like you don't stoke yourself up. You don't you don't um, you don't sell out. That's a whole other thing. No like selling out. a sponsor, you know, nope. like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it, yeah, um, it's so fucking interesting to then now you try don't to tell navigate. You how much money you make. Nope. Yeah. And now navigating the world through a whole different, oh, Mike's leaving again. <laughs> like with a Bye, whole Mike. different uh, fucking set of rules. Like I've had to really learn, especially like moving to the US and then like having weathered like different scenes through different times like New York theater downtown theater was a very whole different ball of wax from like being in Los Angeles as an artist and um, I do have an mm-hmm. object though if you guys want to see it yes yeah get, get off What's that train it's a oh that's one of the objects from the play oh really yeah. perfect <laughs> and then this one also does the little <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, open, that's so great! Like a little lighthouse. So when you say something that shocks it, it's like, <gasps> 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 or, or like, when he has an idea, it's yeah. like a little light bulb over his head. <gasps> or it's like, I'm coming to the rescue. Like, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. 
that's my that's it, my it, thing. It's great because you can like you can see the world through it. You can highlight things with it. You can um, uh, it yeah it it shows you to be like a seeker of truth, you know. But then also having this like pop up thing, I love it. Shows your joy, you know. And then also you can like. <laughs> do it to be become taller you know than someone and then oh also yeah that little button on the front is like a little nose it's totally. so cute oh. i love that and i love i love the idea of getting taller like like the sunglasses crossing its arms really slowly yeah if, if the, this like, little flashlight believes mm. in itself all of a sudden and it like has that moment where it just like it's like, like rises it. to the occasion <laughs> i can do it and yeah, then it lights I'm up a little <laughs> that's fun we should make some object theater together i really actually when you said like let's make something together i have been craving like doing and making things because you know i go to see all of these live shows all the time mike has an amazing show at the hollywood improv that's mm. some of the best fucking cool weird shit that i've ever seen has happened on that stage and it makes me want to make things and i love making those things with you so let's make things oh guys oh my god i want to come there and see all your cool shit man like you have this whole life in la and it's just like so it Sounds like, I mean, I feel like I'm imagining like a TV show when I think about your life. <laughs> you know, like I see all the like the LA landmarks and, you know, like going to the Hollywood Bowl or whatever. I don't know. But like, well, it's funny because the, sometimes you know? we do talk and you're like, your life sounds so amazing. And I'm like, it's not that great. And you're like, where are you right now? And I'll be like, um, <laughs> standing on a beach looking at Malibu, like, or, you know, yeah, or you're at like, the top I'm of a mountain. Hills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's pretty I'm great. I'm Hollywood Hills walking my little dog and like, mm-hmm. you know. It's cool because when you go to Starbucks, there's always a red carpet and people take your picture every (laughs) Starbucks that you go into. And that's pretty fun. Yeah. You see here, our Starbucks are like little igloos and we go in and and then, you know, like we get like, we'll get like a donut and then we'll get a beaver tail and then a real beaver will give us their tail. (laughs) (laughs) And the seals are like a a total nightmare. Oh, are they, is there seal parking close to the door? It's like pigeons, man, but they're just seals everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Can we start that stereotype, please? Oh, man. (laughs) And people fucking believe it. Like, there was a whole series of uh, Rick Mercer, who's a famous uh, comedian from Newfoundland, very famous, well-loved Canadian comedian, did a whole series called Talking to Americans, where he would just Mm -hmm. go to, like... Dallas and be like what do you think about the Canadian government's policy of abandoning the elderly to die on ice flows and this like nice Texan would be like well I think that's just awful <laughs> like it was great it was great because they they'll like, believe anything yeah yeah they're, they're like what do you think about the the fighting you know b- between Saskatoon and the West Edmonton Mall and they're like oh it's really gotta stop <laughs> yeah I've been keeping up on that, and as someone who reads pretty diligently about that, I I think y'all should put a stop to it. Yeah, yeah. the seal infestation in Montreal is just right. out of control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Justin Trudeau has got to you know stop that. Yeah, nonsense. like when your Brita filter is just filled with maple syrup from the faucet, like is that how you get your water? That's the that is the worst. It's so cloggy. <laughs> God, I hate when that maple syrup clogs up your fucking shower faucet. Is that, yeah. Such a drag. It was true, though. When I was doing playing hockey up in Canada, every uh, urinal, every time I peed, it was like I had to flush maple syrup. It was the first time I ever peed in a maple syrup bowl. It was oh, pretty cool. I thought because you were pissing maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. So good. You, you played <laughs> hockey in Canada? I traveled up there. I played in Toronto for a couple tournaments that we were in, and I it was the it was my first strip club I ever went to because it wasn't twenty one and over, and uh, yeah, and so we got to buy a bunch of weed and go to strip clubs, and that was my first tournament. Was it called the Canadian Beaver? (laughs) (laughs) That why yes, the Eager Beaver. That was the strip club in my hometown of Newfoundland, Eager Beaver. Yep. 
That's a good what one. What was yeah. the one, Jane? Remember, we had to go to see. We had to. We went to one when we were researching that terrible play that we did, where we yeah. were both strippers, and then we went to what was it, Pussy Core? That was it, Pussy Core. Yeah, <laughs> da, 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 the Pussy Core. We wow. did a play when we graduated from theater school. I, for some reason, <laughs> thought that I could direct, which I immediately learned a hard lesson that I can't and I never will try again. Um, good I to know. You directed it. I well, I didn't. I actually didn't direct it because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So like two weeks in, I think someone came in and tried to fix it. I can't even remember, but it was called Never. And we agreed never that we were again. never, never <laughs> did it again. It was, it was not a good play. Uh, we didn't do a good job of it. And one of the things that I remember most is that there was like a bunch of cocaine. Remember, it was like a really misogynistic, gross piece of fucking. Oh, yeah. It was strippers and coke. It was just like every oh. like Gen X boys wet dream. It was. And mm-hmm. we were like, we'll, we'll be in it. We're cool girls. We're cool 90s girls. And uh, we both played strippers. But we did not strip. <laughs> didn't strip. Did not strip. But we did go to a lot of strip clubs to do research. We got high and went to strip clubs a lot in Montreal, which was, you know, fun. Um, but then I remember, remember the cocaine that Martin yeah, Sims I, had to snort? And we <laughs> used confectioner's sugar. Oh, no. Yeah, and he actually snorted it. And it made him r- real fucked up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> my, my worst memory from that play was that I mean, cause like I said, we, we didn't actually strip, but we, we had to do like sexy dances on this pole. And like, you know, Jane, like I always say, Jane's got the Kavorka. Like she's just like one of those people who are just like inherently sexy. And everyone who meets her is just like falls in love with her. Oh, um, I, wow. I, I, I No, but I mean, it's for real. It's a bit, it's crazy. And I'm just, I don't have the Kavorka. <laughs> you know, like I'm just a normal person. And so, um, you know, we're doing these like dances on the pool and she's just like effortless, effortlessly like super sexy. And I'm like... And I finally got to a point where I figured, okay, if I kind of do it comedically, you know, I can get through it without wanting to kill myself. And so I'll just kind of make it like funny a bit, you know. So I remember I was there doing doing the show one night and I'm like, you know, like trying to make people laugh, but also trying to be a little sexy. And, And I hear this laughter and I recognize it as my friend Danny. I'm like, oh, no, Danny's in the audience. So I look out, and instead of seeing Danny, I see my father's hair, oh. <laughs> like which which was white and just glows in the dark, you know. And like I didn't Lynch. know my dad was coming at all. And I was like in mid, like trying to be sexy, and I just like, oh, and I just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I kind of bailed mid move, you know. And it was just one of the most awkward embarrassing moments I swear to God trying to dance sexy comedically in front of your father when you're like you hadn't even I hadn't even owned my own like sexiness yeah. yeah you know I was too young you know so yeah. it was it was one of the most horrific moments <laughs> just seeing his hair and being like <laughs> I'm gonna get off the stage as fast as I can that was horrific oh Morris so ever that, ever did, again did Morris ever tell you what he thought of it <laughs> no, no he was too nice <laughs> Yeah. That's a good day. He's so nice. Morris yeah. Morris is great. Yeah. Morris Bobbery is an amazing, amazing human. Great. But both your parents, Elsa and Morris, are like yeah. wonderful and humans, you, wonderful artists, directors. And I've actually, never our, dads, our dads uh, got to meet, finally, mine and Jane's dad got to meet uh, and hung out in South Africa. Yeah. That, that was, was so cool. That was so cute. I adored Jane's dad so much. I talk, yeah. about, I talk about him a lot. Was yeah. this the last He's time so you awesome. acted? Was when your dad saw you strip? No, no, no. I still act. I, I, I just finished a play like a week ago. Oh, okay. Would I, you want I, to do I that one again? Film... No. <laughs> Never. 
never. Okay. I remember in theater school, I think it was in Luke Verbrugge, um, where there was like, oh, yeah. I had to fuck someone on a pool table or be sexy on a pool yeah. table. And dad yeah. came to see that. And I was totally <laughs> like, my dad was, you know, very... Um, <laughs> Uh, he was eye level with you on the pool table. I remember that. You made eye contact while getting railed from behind on a pool table? Yeah. With, you know, and if you'd known my dad, you'd know that that is like not okay for anyone involved, <laughs> me or my dad. Yeah. Nobody I wants think that. most dads are probably like, yo. Yo. <laughs> Why did I send you to theater school? This is. <laughs> well, you see, because at least my parents are like theater people, so they can kind of go like, oh, you know, it's theater. But. Mm-hmm. My dad was like, (laughs) freshwater biologist. How was the play? Excellent. Actually, that was one of the good, uh, good pieces that I was in at theater school that I still remember as really loving. Cool. Yeah. Emma, right? Emma Donahue. Whoa, you can raise your eyebrow. Who's who wrote it? Uh, That was um, Emma Donahue. No, wasn't wasn't that? Who the fuck is Emma Donahue? I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Um, did your dad ever watch you get him railed? Uh, did he watch me get railed? <laughs> he came and saw you play hockey, I bet, right? Well, no. Yeah, but he, him and I had a threesome once where oh. we went, we were in Vegas together and we went to a, one of those ranches. That's so upsetting. And we shared, um, we just like shared that experience together. And cool. uh, we went like tip to tip. No, my... <laughs> no he's not. <laughs> yeah. I, poor I Allison. really don't know you well enough yet, man. I don't know you well enough. Like, yeah, so my dad, Steve Glazer, that was and I, super dry. <laughs> uh, we had a threesome. I think her name was Marina. Oh, no. Or Maria N. <laughs> Steve Glazer, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I paid. Whatever. I paid. You know, it's like taking, it's like when the first time you can take your parents out to dinner and you put, put the bill. <laughs> this is the you're same like, Dad, thing. It's on me. It's you on me. Get yeah. whatever you Literally. like. Yeah. You know, please. No, no, no. Please get the brunette. Oh, oh and that's the so funny. It's on me. It's you know what? Absolutely. <laughs> Allison, that's a really funny bit to picture where like him like we just both had a threesome with someone at a like a sex like a sex worker and then him and I are both putting our credit card on the thing and like, tugging it back and forth and be like, no, 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 please. And then be like, no, please, you're my son. I've got this. And I'm like, no, you're my dad. This was so great. Let me, please. And we're just, and she's just like sitting on the bed watching us hem and haw over the bill. Oh my God. This whole thing is making <laughs> my fucking. Are you you, you know, you hurt. do that, the, the really, the really slow reach for the credit card. Uh, like, Cause you don't want to. No, please. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you then like, no, but you, 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 you. You picked up lunch, you know. <laughs> you know I mean, I don't. Oh my god! Have you smoked with your dad? Smoked weed with your dad? I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was a weird one because like he hadn't smoked since like the seventies or something or the eighties, and then it was actually our first time in South Africa together in ninety four. My father's South African, so um, when we went there for the new South Africa, as soon as like we could, you know, and it was amazing. Everyone was still celebrating in the streets like three months after then, you know. And we were down in the Grahamstown, in Grahamstown for the big international uh, fringe festival. And it was like the first time it was open to all of Africa. It was it was an amazing moment in time. And a friend of my no, my cousin in Johannesburg had given me like a bag of shake. Like, seriously, there was like nothing in it. And so I took it with me on the plane I don't, you know, to Grahamstown. Oh, my God. I know. And this is South Africa, which is like if you got busted there during that time, you could actually get whipped. Anyways, they probably wouldn't do it to a tourist, but anyways, I don't know. Um, so I had this like these like pre-rolled shake cigarettes, and my dad and I were staying in these two houses near each other, 
and uh, so we 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 were in my backyard in the garden. I was like, "Hey, Dad, you want to smoke up?" And he's like, uh, "Okay, you know." So we smoke it, and um, I didn't feel anything. And he got really really chatty, and he just starts fucking going nah, 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 chatting, chatting really hard. And it's just going for like a half hour, and he's talking about like how you know inspired he is again to be back in South Africa, and he really wants to help make it, the country change. And he's so ins- I gotta do. It. And then he said, "It goes like." <laughs> I just watched like all the air go out of his body. He's like, I have to go. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, are you gonna go back to? Your, I gotta, I gotta go now. And I was like, well, um, do you want to? The car's just outside. He's like, I can't, I can't drive. I'm like, it's a block and a half. He's like, I'm not gonna drive now. <laughs> do, 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 do you want me to walk? And he's like, no, no, I'm gonna go. Just oh, like, wow. uh, oh God, yeah, no, that was hilarious. Oh, well, wow. you got him high. Jane, didn't you Morris? guys get him high? Yeah, after after Winter's Tale. And he uh, smoked that whole big blunt that he thought was for one person, but it was for everybody. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was such a fun cast. We had a great time. Mary Jane. Winter's Tale. Oh, man, that was, the, that was actually the show. I've talked about it on here before where I was playing Perdita and I had eaten peanuts and it was a tech costume oh. day and I was taken to the hospital in costume and you came and found me in the hospital I was and there. I, was, I was still in costume but you thought I was dead for a second because they'd like switched yeah. all the machines off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it was so scary I was actually I'd come and seen you I came to you at the at Centaur you didn't realize because you were out and so oh. I saw you getting pulled out on, on the stretcher mm-hmm. and then I followed you to the hospital but by the time I got there yeah everything was off <laughs> it was just like and I was wearing this, I was in a beautiful costume. I actually bought it from the costume department. It was like it was this gorgeous. gorgeous I mean, boobs silk gown. Out. And I had my, like, you know, my hair was all in ringlets. And oh, yeah, I guess no. it was. It was ridiculous. Ridiculously theatrical moment of, you know, me potentially like, being like dead. She looked like sleeping beauty there. Like, you know, like, oh, it's all pale with her little red lips and her tits, you know, bouncing out, you know. My her, bouncy like, boobs. Black hair and ringlets, you know. And I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> you're like yeah fine yeah <laughs> yeah no but she had a habit of like stupidly eating things with peanuts in it like a lot when we were younger that wasn't the only time i was in a hospital with jane you know what cured me of that moving the, moving to the united states where i can't fucking afford to do that like i oh yeah i'm so careful here because i can't afford the er bill because shit's crazy mm-hmm. like if i went to the hospital for peanuts i went once in new york and i had really good health insurance at the time and then the next time i didn't have the good health insurance and i was like well i only need to learn that lesson once like it's nuts yeah. <laughs> hey! are, you allergic to <laughs> are you allergic to anything mike no, nothing actually. Well, that's not true. I just found out recently I was getting um do I want to Yeah, I guess I can reveal this. I have a cavity. I have a cavity in my mouth. Uh-huh. I, on one of my teeth. Um I know that they're like nice and straight, but I do have one cavity and uh I don't want TMZ to come for me, so maybe we might cut this place out. Uh-huh. Um but when I was getting it filled at the dentist, they put a drop of Novocaine on it. And my tongue swelled up and my throat closed and I turned bright red and broke into a cold sweat. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I can't breathe. And whatever medicine they were using on me to numb my tooth um, made me almost uh, uh, suffocate. And so they forced a Benadryl down my throat and um, everything like subsided and like whatever the antihistamine deal is, what, however science works, I was okay. And then um, since I was there and they were like, well, do you still want to do it? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And then they just like fixed my cavity with no Novocaine. And that was a, 
uh, yeah, but I kind of like to see how far I can take it and see what I can stand. So it was a really good challenge as far as I was concerned. And when I could do it and afterwards I felt really alive and I felt like I had achieved something by, you know, pushing through. Do you know there's an entire torture scene in a movie about getting your dental work done with no anesthetic? Marathon Man? Yeah. 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 It's an amazing scene. I haven't seen it. It's, yeah, Darvisa Angle. Have you ever seen that, Alison? It's a great movie. Oh, uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't remember. It was very, very, very long. Dustin time Hoffman. Ago, I, I, movie. I'm still just thinking about the damage that Mike is going to uh, put upon himself in the next few years. <laughs> I'm just I, imagining all <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the things we're going to be doing without painkillers. As, we, as <laughs> we, were, we were at a cyborg magician's house, and she is full of amazing I listened implants. to that podcast. Yeah. I listened to that. Anastasia mm-hmm. Sin. Anastasia Sin. She's incredible. She's a great human, and she has like body hacked and modified her whole body. Yeah. She has like magnets and computers and chips and all that sort of stuff and yeah i was like are you like is this something you're into mike was like yes very much i remember you saying that i remember him saying that yeah there could be a moment when you are like putting pieces of metal into your body yeah i have microchips in my uh underwear drawer right now (laughs) just like sitting there wrapped up yeah i could implant them in my in like my webbing of my thumb at any time, I just haven't yet, and you know, I guess there's no great time to do it, but they're there. And I just have to like lift up my hands. Wow! But are, you're not you're not worried about like being hackable. I think that that's the first thought that I had too. And Anastasia mm-hmm. says that that's not how it works, and um, because you're not connected to a mainframe or anything, right? So, yeah, like, you have to be actually. Like they would have to connect to your piece of hardware specifically. Yeah, I don't know. My big thing was MRIs mm. because you know I don't I don't need like I don't need a metal I don't need a microchip flying out of my hand like Wolverine's yeah. claws when I'm trying yeah. to get an MRI. And also just air, <laughs> airport security, right? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about air. Yeah, I was thinking about air, airport security as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Like, yeah. If you think you have trouble now, you know, with like. Well, airport grow, security, you know, I'm not worried about because I always, I always get a pat down. I refuse to go through the dick machine because oh, I don't. Do. Yeah, the, you know what? They came up on, they came online too fast after 9/11. Those things were just sitting there in the cut, waiting to add extra security for no reason. And I don't trust them. I don't know if they yeah. give you cancer, and they were just kind of like, you have to do this now. And I was like, what are the ramifications of that? And they're like, well, I mean, we get to see your dick. And that's all we'll let you know about. So I always avoid them and get pat What? Downs. They get to see your dick? Mm-hmm. They have to suck your dick. The TSA sucks your dick. No. <laughs> Stop. Well, and you said no? <laughs> you yeah. <don't> understand. <laughs> and then they're like, we've got a problem guy over here. No, they do. This guy doesn't body... want to get his dick sucked. I don't know what the fuck, man. Those body images, though, where you have to put your, like, your hands above and it scans your whole thing, it does actually show like your physical self under your clothing. I mean, it, it does show like... Yeah, your boobs and your... I, I thought it was looking more at, like, it would see you kind of, like, in a more, like, a musculature and, like, like more like an x-ray. We don't know the it's, truth. It's kind of silhouette We don't know the truth. You know? Have you ever had an x-ray of your waist or your chest? And you can oh, kind of... Yeah, you can see, like, an outline. Yeah. yeah. But it's an outline. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess with a penis you could see, like... Hey, Ansel Legort is... yesterday, if you haven't been on Twitter, oh. he went viral on Twitter because there's a uh, him wearing like boxer shorts with an outline of his big dick. Okay. Just throwing it out there for anyone listening. Anyone who wants to see Ansel Egort's dick, go on Twitter. <laughs> you know how I get through the uh, airport security without them seeing my magnificent, you know, parts? Hmm. Uh, a dog. 
Oh. If you travel with an animal, they make you go through the part where they pat you down and then they swab your hands to make sure that your dog isn't explosive. Really? Every time. It's crazy. Fucking what a move. <laughs> I know. Mr. Moo. He's my, he's my oh, pass through security. bringing your like exploding dog. Oh my God. Have you seen Tiger King? No, not yet. Okay. Well, everyone's fun. freaking out. <laughs> Everyone is freaking Tiger out. King. I couldn't, I didn't want to watch it. Partly because I'm like anti anything that's popular most of the time, and also know, because I didn't yeah. think I could tolerate any um, cats just being hurt in any way. But yeah, I have to say, that's how I feel. Fucking worth it. Fucking crazy, and it just gets crazier and crazier. And I've only seen three episodes, so I'm I'm told that it's I have to buckle in for the rest. It's fucking nuts. You know, it's it's strange. It's actually a fair few good things. Like just starting up now, like on Netflix and stuff. Like I've been hearing Orthodox is really good and stuff. And then Likewise. also on TV. On TV, uh, Devs is, like, really interesting. Devs is, like, very, very cool. And then there's also A Plot Against America. You know you know about Plot Against America? Mm-mm. It's about, basically, like, the idea of it is, um, you know, it's the guy who wrote Port Noise Complaint. What's his name again? Um, uh, uh, Patton Oswalt. Rolled, rolled Doll. No, no, no. no. Very, <laughs> the very guy who Noam wrote... Chomsky. Let's just say no, names. No, well, who wrote The it. Jungle? Uh, Rudyard Kipling? The Jungle Book? Is it Kipling? No. It's not Kipling. Anyways, The Plot Against America is... Is it? Port Noise Complaint? Oh, Mike. He's looking it up right now. It is Rudyard Kipling. I was... Not Port Noise Complaint, no. Mm, But The Jungle Book is Rudyard Kipling. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, anyways, Port Noise um, complaint is Philip Roth. Oh, Philip Roth. Philip Roth. Basically, it's kind of like The Man on the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. It's like one of those... Um, uh, you know, what if scenarios. And this one is what if uh, Lindbergh, who was actually a famous anti-Semite. Um, oh, it's Philip Roth. Yes. Port Noise Complaint. Yes. Um, Mike uh, just said that. And, oh, sorry. Uh, there no, was okay. um, oh, I like pretending uh, that you can't hear things because of a delay. That's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I just remembered. Yes. Oh, no. oh Philip Roth. Um, Philip Roth. <laughs> Philip Roth, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, no, the worst. in the story, it's, it's the idea that Lindbergh, who is a famous you know, anti-Semite, the guy who, you know, the plain guy, um, actually wins, um, becomes the president of America and, and then, Ooh. like, basically follows Hitler into war and never sends the Americans in. And, um, yeah, and so basically what happens to America as they become the new Reich you know, Oof. actually, we're not a writers in it, strangely. And um, yeah, so like these people in New Jersey are like talking about trying to escape to Canada and stuff. And it's it's an interesting story. What's going on, Mike? Sorry, um, I'm just making sure that we were recording. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you have HBO? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you checked out the Watchmen series yet? Oh, Watchmen's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. At first, I was like, eh, Don Johnson. You know, I was like, oh, there's a few things. I was like, I don't know. And then suddenly, it just went into, like, awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. That's immediately what I flashed on when you talk about, like, alternative history, like, the mm. way it could have gone. Yeah. The yeah, Watchmen. yeah. President uh, Robert Redford. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I didn't know Charles Lindbergh was a, uh, hated the Jews. That's oh, wild. same with Ford. I, I didn't know that uh, Ford was such an anti-Semite. Totally. They Henry hate us Ford? All, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? No. Those of us within the tribe are not yeah. well adored. <laughs> oh, yo. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. 
Um, what, where, what? What? Okay, go ahead, Mary. I mean, I feel like we're friends now, but this is your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is best. fucking great. I'm having such a good time. I wasn't going to say anything Me, specific. I'm having such a good time. It's so nice to hang out. I mean, it's like... Yeah. You know, the one thing that this crazy pandemic has taught me is like a, a Zoom meeting can actually feel like you're really, truly with your friends. I feel yeah. like, I'm, yeah. But what what would have been even cooler was if you guys had come up for just for laughs and then you could hang out and we could all party. Mm-hmm. I just got an so email two days ago from my manager where they were like, we are, because I auditioned for just for laughs. It was my first okay. year auditioning. And they said, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the festival, but callbacks are canceled at this time, and we are not going to New York, obviously, to hold auditions there. And it's supposed to be in May, right? Yeah, I it's think. not going to happen. It's not fucking going to happen. So in a way, I'm kind of like, oh my God, it was on my vision board to audition this year. It was my goal, mm. and I wanted to do it, and I got to, and I was real happy with my audition. So I can like put that feather in my hat and call it macaroni. But it would have been, <laughs> but it would have been pretty cool to get that call back or come visit you. Know you. Can- it's Canadian macaroni, so it's macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, let's make it happen for next year, okay? Let's all like vision board that crap, and uh, and you guys can come and do like a weed and grub as part of like, and then Mike can do a set, and we can like hang out with like Hannibal Buress or whatever, and just do the whole whoop, whoop. festival, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like raising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I want to make something with you. Let's make some weird theater. Like, oh, let's yeah, figure let's, it out let's... in some Zoom sessions, and then like get together Absolutely. and actually like. Make a thing. Oh, well, there's the prophecy thing, which you didn't do, by the way. Oh, right. Because I'm a fucking... Sorry. I forgot about that. Was Mike, there a did deadline? Did she tell you about the prophecy? Yeah. No, like let's put this on record. <laughs> sorry. So the prophecy project is something that uh, Joseph Schrag, my, my co-artistic director, came up with. And it, it's basically, we're going to kind of create a, a website with um, <laughs> filled with short recordings of, hey, hey, Archie Moo, um, <laughs> of, uh, of um, people giving their prophecies. So it's like little short videos and, um, uh, you know, we're going to do all the research into like the history of, 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 of prophecy throughout the Bible and, you know, uh, Nostradamus and all that kind of stuff. But then also looking for a very contemporary kind of understanding of what prophecy can mean and, and, um, how it can affect our lives. And so we're getting different writers and artists that we know, uh, around the world to kind of come up with these short little prophecies. And then we'll have this cool website where you can search for it all by, you know, by um, by keyword and whatever. And we'll find you can create yourself a, an interesting story by keyword groupings. So I oh. asked Jane to, to do one for me. I'd love for you to do one for me, too, Mike. If Jane will do um, one, I'll do one. That'd be amazing. So, like, you guys would be the test group. And then we're going to, like, start figuring out how to make it work. And then we can apply for some of that wonderful Canadian grant money. Yeah. And uh, start a website and make it happen. And then by the end, you know, hopefully uh, young Jean Lee will be doing it for me, you know? Yeah. That's Hell yeah. awesome. Shout out young Jean Lee. <laughs> Man, it's so great to oh, talk with you because you make shit. It's cool to talk to makers. <laughs> yeah. It's Isn't nice. It yeah. Yeah, but you see, I'm Canadian, so I make it, but no one sees it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I don't want to tell anyone about it because I'm all embarrassed, you know? I'm like, oh, oh. I kind of did something. I don't know if you oh. want to look at it. Oh, yeah, you did something that won a bunch of fucking awards, so. Yeah. This is yeah. my Nobel Prize, or I Jeez. guess a bunch of people have them. Didn't you know, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. the Nobel. I mean, you know, they give yes. it out to a lot of people. They do it every year, so it's No not, big deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's hang out again soon. This was so fucking fun. 
please, I would love to be your like your backup call any day. Okay. All Anytime right. Anytime someone cancels on you, just be like, Allison. <laughs> Yo, yo. Our fucking <laughs> Montreal connection, our Montreal correspondent. So before you go, yes. mm-hmm. can we ask you as a Montreal correspondent to give us a picture of just what the cannabis scene is like since it went legal federally across Canada? Because I haven't been home since that happened mm-hmm. in October of 2018. What's it mm-hmm. like? I mean, I know like one of our friends actually is a delivery person. And so like you oh, know a working lot of in the, <laughs> yeah working in the uh, what we now call the legacy market um and that's like oh, i've okay. got i've gotten a clear picture of what that whole scene is like and it's still mm-hmm. thriving which is interesting yeah. but what's 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 your snapshot of it i mean to be honest you know i'm not i'm not a smoker anymore it's my partner who's the smoker now um so i just you know figured out it just wasn't working well for my body anymore i'm actually kind of interested in looking back into the hash now and seeing how that works for me um uh, That's so, such a Canadian thing to say. <laughs> like in America, it'd be like, "Oh, I'm wondering, like CBD or whatever." And you're like, "I'm, I'm trying to figure out what hash might do." Yeah, <laughs> it's great. So true. Yeah, it's very Montreal. Awesome. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, because I used to be a hash head back in the day, you know, and now I'm like, oh, I'll try it again. Yeah, that's uh, what we called but- you, Hash Head Allison. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Was that when you hated me? Where you're like, "Oh, fucking Hash Head Allison's back." That's your Something fucking, else. that's your name. We're Pie Viking, Cream Pie Mary, and Hashhead Allison. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fucking fun gang to hang with. That's yeah, a fun hang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, um, definitely the legacy market's very, it's thriving just as much as it ever did. Um, and we have the stores, which are generally either full or out of stuff. Um and uh, the prices at the stores are a lot cheaper than legacy stuff. So some people are going there, but the quality is usually lower, I think. And um, we're not as as into like all the kind of fancy doodahs that you guys have with all your vapes and your, your you know, different instruments of ingestion. You know, like I'm not, there's so many different ways to ingest um, the flower um, yeah. in California, you know, in California. And we're more just interested in like, I think getting it inside just like put it in me yeah you know yeah. Uh, so um there's a yeah, there's a I, weird thing that i learned about the canadian legal weed market which is that there's cannabis oil but it's actually not oil here is for dabbing like cannabis concentrates are for putting on an e-nail or a rig of some kind and dabbing and in canada cannabis oil is for ingesting like you actually mm-hmm. take it in oral form yeah yeah huh so it's a different so don't go to canada and buy oil and then try and dab it because that will suck I mean, yeah. people, I actually, I haven't seen, I mean, there's dabs. I've seen a lot more dabs in like in BC here. I see more like, I mean, there's shatter and stuff, but like, usually it's still just like buying the flower and, uh, mm-hmm. I think how much is it? How much is it? Old school. When the FBI I, drops it off at your place, how much does it cost? <laughs> you mean CSIS? <laughs> when CSIS <laughs> drops it off on mounted police, a horse, um, they come Horse in. delivery? Stop. Horse delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's like here's your weed. Like here's your weed, and poser. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, you hear that sound, you know, you're like. Ah, Instead of know, ease, which is the horse. delivery here, it's called like trot pot. Trot pot, yeah. What's what's that? What's trot pot? Trot pot would be a delivery by horse in Canada. Oh, you just made that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trot pot. That was excellent. You totally got. I was like, "Whoa, what's trot pot? That's excellent." Yeah, okay. it's a little horseshoe with a weed leaf in the middle. Come on. 
Oh my God, we got the logo, we got everything. Gotta okay. happen. So, yeah. So, but it'd be like the St. Bernard comes with the little, you know, thing around its neck, you know, like with the little alcohol, but it's, and it's a little weed leaf. Um, but it's just miniature ponies. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That's so uh, funny. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Uh, I gather that the online stuff is somewhere between seven and eight dollars a gram, and I'd say the legacy is still around ten. That's and that's Canadian. Awesome. Which I is mean, more, like, more or less like two dollars American. It's, it's less. It's always been less. It's, it's the Canadian less. dollar is always yeah, it's slightly like yeah. usually around eighty cents to the dollar. Mm. Somewhere yeah. around there. So it's gone. Okay. I remember at one point it went like down to like in the low 70s at one point. And then at one point for like a, a it was little like while, almost it was dollar stronger. A dollar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. There was wow. like one day, I think it was like a dollar and a cent. And we were all like, we got them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 1812 all over again. We're like, burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you, do you know that, Mike, that we burnt down the, the, the White House? What? Now, no Americans know about this. So the no, Canadians... No. There's a whole war called the my, War of 1812. My history book is about. only filled with U.S. victories and yeah. how great we are. Yeah. So, like, Christopher Columbus, like, saved America. Like, it's it's oh. a very skewed education yes. system here. Yes. 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 So yes. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the Canadian forces... I believe it was the French, actually. But, you know, as Cana- Canadians um, burned the White House down in 1812. I Which think. White... Do you I have a White House, The too, Americans... <laughs> or are you talking about ours? Your the Yours. American White House. Yeah, burned. Yeah, it. We, yes. we burned Canada. House Canada down. did that. What the Take fuck? That. I think, <laughs> damn y'all. I think, I think in the I think in the in the American history books it's called the the Indian French War or something. The French Indian War. Oh, we, so like so it was the French Canadian. Is that the idea? French Canadians. Yeah, burned French down Canadians the and First Nations people and yeah, we burnt your house down. Oh, it's called the Burning of Washington here on Wikipedia, and it was a British invasion the of Washington. Um, yeah, we can we can post wow. something in the show notes if people want to do more. You burned us down, but uh, yeah, there is a uh, a Canadian <laughs> victory on American soil. Mm. Um, and they always yeah. say we never lost a war on American soil. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. That's wild. That's like a kettle. Like y'all just like you bury it deep down inside you, and then you just like burn our house down. <laughs> That's the thing. You got to watch out for us because I had a friend who used to love ribbing me about being Canadian, and he went for years without me ever really doing much other than being like, "Ah, come on." And then one day he went too far, and I had like a complete fucking meltdown. We were on vacation <laughs> together at the time, and we were like at a beach house, and he said something to me on the beach, and he was like, "Well, you know, it's just like." Canada it's America's hat and I lost the fucking plot and I was like and I went back to the house and I slammed a bunch of doors and I like wouldn't come out of my room and he was like what's your problem and I was like fucking years do you know how long I've been like taking this I've taken it from you over and over and over and over again you're and not just, your hat you're our ass yeah I was like I was like America's a fucking fanny pack of Canada as far as I'm concerned anyway it was like a famous meltdown where he was like okay so MJ has a temper um it comes at real weird times. That was awkward, oh, yeah. and you made everything no, terrible. <laughs> and I was like, "It's like it's like it's like pushing Tom Hanks until you know he, he like bullies you or something. <laughs> like, like you push Tom Hanks, and then and then yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good look. Like we're like Rich and Cunningham with like a knife. <laughs> yeah, real bad. I was uh, yeah. yeah, it was a bad look. But anyway, mm. so don't call Canada America's hat. Damn y'all. 
Um, this is real. Look, we're, we're nice, but we're not weak. And that's what Trudeau said. Remember, like, he was like, he's like, don't mistake our niceness for meekness. You know, like, we're, we're polite, but we'll kick your ass. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. That's a good note to end on. Yeah. We're polite, but we'll yeah, kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, guys. Thank you so much so for much hanging fun. out. Did you say you're baking hollow right now? Holla. Yeah, we are. <laughs> you got to stop doing that. <laughs> Why? That's fun. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah. Holla. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. Will you hit us with a bread pick? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, if it's good. <laughs> if it's not, Word. I'm really not good. Yeah, uh, b- no. b- b- before you jump off, will you just tell everyone where they can find everything you do, your work, your theater company, all that stuff, handles, websites? Oh, see, that's like a whole American thing that I don't do. So I, uh, I mean, we have scapegoatcarnival.com, which is our website. Carnival mm-hmm. is with an E at the end. And that's pretty much it. I mean, like, we do have a Twitter thing, but I never do anything with it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, like, we'll put it in the show notes. that you can kind of look at, but I don't know. So yeah. Just go to the website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it. I really should get my shit together. I really. Do you I have an Instagram really- also? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I do. I don't. Remember. God bless. Then, You're so yeah. free. It's, it's at the Allison Darcy, I believe. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see if we can. Oh no, that's to that's it. my Twitter, the Allison Darcy. I think that's my Twitter. Okay, we'll we'll. And put but don't in don't write to me. I'm not going to write you back. You know, I don't I don't don't send me. Okay. Me. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Leave me alone. <laughs> Bye. No, <but> I <laughs> Don't write no, but to I me. Remember, cause like, don't remember, because Jane, remember when I wrote for you for High Times? Yes, that's and right. So I was Jane's like horse, <laughs> like horoscope. I was her astrologer when she was um, the awesome like editor, editor. Of, yeah. the, of the art section, entertainment section of High Times. So little me who <laughs> has no experience, but whatever, you know, I was uh, writing the horoscopes and, um, and, uh, and I, ca- I had like a horoscope name. I called myself like Elie Calin, which is like Allison and a Calin is a hug in French. Anyways. And, and people would like write to me and I, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know what to say. And then that woman from that show wrote to me. She was like, oh, do you want to be on the bong show or the bong appetit? Yeah. And I missed it entirely. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you know, terrible. I don't know if I knew that. You were asked to be on Bon Appetit because of your work as an astrologer for High Times. That's fucking dope. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was so, you were so good at that, by the way, because I remember when I was given the opportunity to start an astrology column at High Times and I was the culture editor and we were like, oh, that's a thing right now. And um, I reached out to one person who turned in one column and it was just like not what we were looking for at all and then I was like well my friend Allison's an amazing writer knows her stuff about weed and knows how to put the two together and she wrote this like awesome where each month was paired with a strain amazing and it was like a lot of like weed metaphors and weed puns and but they were really good and really in depth and you like took it so fucking like seriously like you made it such a cool thing i wonder if you can still look those up online let's see if we can find yeah, rob, one and yeah. we'll add it i was ins- i was inspired by rob bresney so i just wanted everything to be like a little anecdote you know and then i started running out of things to say so i'd start coming up with things like every month would have a different theme like you know everything was a goddess or a god you know or the next theme it was i don't know whatever it was great it was, you, you were like, so you good at me it. that job First of all, save my ass financially. And it also, yeah, I think made me a lot better of a writer because I had two years of writing every week and it just, it got me in practice. So I totally owe that to you, little one. 
Oh, well, I'm so glad that worked out. You were such a fucking great writer and a great director yeah. and a great actor yeah. and a great friend. Meow, meow, meow. Meow. I'm melting. <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> okay, all right. I love you. I love you too. Okay. I love your Mike. face. Mm, Mike, you're amazing. So, great to oh, meet happy you. Happy belated birthday, man. Happy belated. Thank you. Mary Jane's is on the 5th. Here we go. Uh, oh, I know. I know. I'm Everybody ready. knows. I've been trumpeting it from the rooftops. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to find us, we are at Weed and Grub on Instagram. We can go to weedandgrub.com to find out who we is, what we do, and where we be. Uh, WG at weedandgrub.com is our email. That's WG at weedandgrub.com. If you want to hit us up, ask us any questions, give us a five-star review on iTunes, leave a nice review. Allison Darcy, this has been cool as fuck. Thank you for hanging. Yeah! I love you so I love much. You guys. Thank you awesome. so much, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.